Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media, and I am Bob McGee. Today we're speaking with Richie Woodworth, president of Saucony, Inc., a subsidiary of Wolverine Worldwide. At Saucony, since July 2006, he launched the brand's first apparel line for the U.S. market in January 2008. He has helmed the Saucony run for Good Foundation that was founded nine years ago to combat childhood obesity, and he has overseen the brand's rise to a top three rank in the run specialty channel. Before his Saucony career began, Woodworth was president of Tommy Hilfiger Footwear, president of National Hockey League Enterprises, and president and CEO of Reebok Golf and the Greg Norman Collection. In the sports world, he was a member of the U.S. ski team, competing internationally from 1973 through 1978 and turning professional in the 1979-1980 season. Good morning, Richie. Let's get started. Thanks. Um, well, listen, since Saucony has been acquired three times since you took over the business, yet you've been able to largely keep your staff together and triple your top-line revenues over that span. What is the secret to managing through change? Well, it's a great, it's a great question. And, um, you know, fortunately for me, I was part of the acquiring team uh, when Stradrite as a corporation acquired Saucony. And then, of course, we've been bought uh, by other companies, including Wolverine Worldwide, most recently, uh, twice, twice since then. So I think that, you know, for us, we were always and are still on a mission. And uh, we have a consistency of purpose and a clarity really around, you know, the focus of our business. We're here to empower runners. Um, You know, running is a transformational uh, kind of sport for a lot of people, and it is very meaningful in their lives. And the clarity and and sort of the focus on elevating the running experience, making runners, you know, feel good both about themselves, the run, the shoes, the equipment that they use, is really top of mind to us all of the time. Um, And that really has been sort of one of the secrets, I think, to managing through the change. And we have initiatives, right? So, you know, for us, um, innovation is a core initiative, and that's something that will, you know, be sort of foundational for us and will be for a long time. Running specialty as a trade channel, also foundational and, and will be with us for a long time. Having things that are goal-oriented, that are real sort of focus points for us as a brand, you know, allows us to stay on track through sort of thick and thin. Um, and what what does your brand now need to do to take its business to a still higher level, say more than a half billion dollars in revenues? Is a marketing game change needed, or how about the impact of your athletes today on your business? Yeah, I think for us, um, you know, we have traditionally run a very sort of similar offense to a lot of sports brands. Um, and I think that is changing, and it's changing pretty dramatically for Saucony. And I think it's needed. I mean, there's a new world sort of order out there with regard to millennials and consumer preferences and um, what running means to people. And we are addressing that in, in many different ways, from both product to the way we communicate and engage with consumers. So for us, really, I mean, the marketing side of things, I talk about it with our team as a, as a way to be modern. Um, you know, traditional media has, has been in decline. We're doing a podcast today. I mean, uh, this is the first one I've done. So it's uh, a new way, again, to, to communicate and engage. We, we treat you know, consumer engagement as a higher priority than a transaction. You know, anyone can kind of provide a transaction on a one-time basis. We want to do it, you know, time after time and develop a relationship with our consumer, with our runner. 
Um, and that's, that's kind of a different way to think about the marketing side of things. It starts with product, obviously. Uh, and, you know, we, we need to kind of be able to scale product from the consumer that's the elite athlete, like a Molly Huddle for us, all the way to a fitness runner or even a lifestyle sort of uh, person because we have a category of product called originals or classics that's very, very different. So with regard to our runners, frankly speaking, you know, we need to do more with them. We have two of the best runners in the world in, in Molly Huddle and Ben True, and we need to make them, you know, more of a household name, uh, especially with Rio de Janeiro coming up next year in, in, in 16 in the Olympics. And, you know, they are real sort of microcosms of what Saucony is and what Saucony represents. When we think about athletes, it's part of our family. And between Ben and Molly, they represent the best of, of sort of what Saucony is. And um, let's talk about Saucony, its franchise running business. You know, how does the company approach innovation for your target audience? And can you talk for a moment on the brand's innovate to elevate mission? Yeah, it's it's a great little buzzword, innovate to elevate. Um, and we like it a lot, right? So, you know, I think what it really speaks to is this relentless focus that we have on elevating the running experience. Um, you know, we have what I would consider a very strong culture of innovation. And I think the, the sort of representative examples of that are things like uh, what we've done, what we've accomplished. We were one of the first, if not the first uh, company in the world to talk about geometries and how geometries affected runners. We talked about, you know, the full gait cycle, not just contact time on the ground. While that's important, there's a whole host of other things that goes into that. Um, and that sort of helped us frame up this geometry story and how different geometries, heel drop, right? The, the drop between heel and forefoot in a shoe um, changes, right? And, and affects different parts of your body and different sort of muscle groups. You know, that led us to another innovation and, and we started to look at different things around fit, right? And that was a, a, a new sort of revelation around a dynamic fit, one that moves again through the stride, right? Because it's not a static thing. Running is not static. So you can, you can, Fit your foot well when you're seated, but when it's mile 10 on your long Sunday morning run, you have to make sure that, that your foot is, is, you know, held stable, but also that the shoe moves with you um, through those long runs, right? So that's an important component of, of innovation that, that we've changed. And we have others, you know, we have new innovation coming with a, with a, a new cushioning and sort of construction uh, methodology that we call Everrun. And, you know, again, I mean, you know, it's not innovation for innovation's sake. We look at innovation sort of holistically across all of our brand. We try to innovate in marketing, by, you know, again, sort of building a relationship through social media, through engagement, new ways to talk and listen uh, to our consumers. And obviously the most, you know, sort of prominent one is through our product and our product stories that we're bringing to market. And could you actually, could you expand a little bit more, Richie, on the Everrun cushioning technology? Yeah, so um, this November, we're going to launch um, 
uh, a new technology that we call Everrun. And, you know, we talk about it as sort of this continuous cushioning sort of story. And, and what we mean by that is that it's a completely resilient material. Um, it's a foam-based technology that, you know, sort of gives you great rebound, 83% sort of energy return, if you will. And it allows a runner to be both efficient, um, so a little bit less foot sore, you know, again, in those long runs. And uh, we also, though, don't think of it as strictly a cushioning technology because, or a foam-based technology, I should say, although that's obviously the root of it. We also developed a new construction method for shoemaking, uh, for running shoes. And, you know, the goal of this was to get this new material closer to the foot. So we, we generated a, a, a new way of doing that that we call topsoil construction. And again, the purpose is to get it very close to the foot so that, you know, you, you sort of feel it. It feels different and, and, and energy sort of returning and, again, provides a resiliency that uh, isn't found elsewhere. My next question, I would sort of turn to the running category at the mainstream uh, retail athletic specialty level, appears to be trending toward casual running silhouettes instead of performance mm-hmm. models. And does this pose a new challenge for Saucony? And how can performance running brands such as Saucony serve two masters, so to speak, both the casual running shoe customer and the consumer who actually runs in the product? Yeah, I think that's a great question, and it's sort of a good, you know, industry-wide marketplace question right now. You know, I think that if you are going to be a $150 shoe, right, you have to really make sure that you have um, technology, innovation, performance, things in your shoes that really make them stand out and different and, you know, sort of return that investment. And and we have that with our ISO series of products, Triumph, Hurricane, etc. And I think that, you know, beyond that, um, or below that, I should say, there is a scurry of sort of activity around you know, building running shoes and athleisure coming into the running market and being able to have versatility in price points, right? So I think that, you know, it's a little bit of a bifurcation, $140, $150. If you have a great, you know, sort of story to tell and a great sort of innovation um, that you're bringing, I think that's fine. Um, but then, you know, sort of in between the entry level of a 50 or $60 shoe and that $150 shoe, there's a real war going on. And that war has, you know, allowed people to kind of look at running as a category a little bit different. I think they're looking for, a consumer is looking for versatility. I think that they want to be able to run in the shoe um, for the two days a week, let's say that they run, but it's raining here today. And my bet is a lot of that running consumer is going to the gym today or maybe going to the yoga class or studio. And they need to be able to bring shoes or buy shoes that are able to kind of cross boundaries like that. And and it's funny. I mean, we have we have a great shoe that we call the Kineta, um, and this is a little bit of a side story. But you know that shoe we made that easy to slip on. You know, a, a seventy five dollar shoe. 
we sent it to a bunch of our elite athletes as a, you know, hey, here, wear this to the track when you're doing your tempo workouts, you know, but with the expectation of changing, right, into your spike or into your, um, you know, Kinvara or whatever shoe they might be doing their workout in. And we sent it to a whole bunch of our athletes and we sent it to Claire Santucci, um, who's one of our elites and was running the Pittsburgh Marathon. And she just got the shoes, put them on, went for a little run in them and said, oh my God, I love this shoe. And she went on and won the Pittsburgh Marathon in I think uh, 2.30 in a, in, a, in a $75 Kineta relay, I think was the shoe. Um, but that's what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I'm talking about that ability, you know, to sort of be great, you know, running DNA, but the ability to kind of cross boundaries and be versatile. I think also, you know, for us, um, you know, we have an ability to look at the marketplace maybe a little bit differently. And what I mean by that is we obviously have great technical products when we talk about, you know, guides and rides and, you know, really high performance running shoes. And then over on the right hand side of our line, we have an ability to talk about, you know, a rich history, a legacy of product that dates back to, you know, the 70s and 80s called originals or classic shoes, which which also happen to be pretty hot in the marketplace right now. Shoes like the Jazzo, the Shadow Original, and, and, you know, we need to cultivate that. And it's a different consumer. It's a younger consumer. It's a sneaker head. It's sold in boutique shops. We do a lot of really fun collaborations with some of the best stores around the United States, people like Bodega and, and, and sort of um, shoe boutiques that you know, a running technical um, consumer might never have heard of. But, you know, again, it provides a little bit of breadth and depth to our line that, frankly, a lot of other people don't have. In the middle of that is an opportunity for us, and that's the opportunity you're talking about. This fitness consumer that's looking for versatility, and we're addressing that with uh, a, a group of product that we're now starting to call Life on the Run. Right. So running DNA, but the ability to kind of cross between both sides of the equation. So finally, today, Richie, uh, you've been both in the golf and ski businesses in your career. I just want to know how you see running fitting into the overall picture of supporting goods and how you see running being able to continue to grow as a category. Yeah, I think I think running is obviously so healthy um, in, in, in so many ways. And I think this. Um, sort of, I guess, a little bit of a pause in terms of like running specialty and traffic being down and, and all of that. Um, it's probably being driven again by, you know, this quest for new and different things. And that's why innovation is so important, right? I mean, you know, we seek to innovate every day. And I think as a as a industry and as a business, we have to continue to innovate. And, you know, so the impetus is on us. It's on our, you know, retail partners um, that are in this with us to continue to innovate and service um, and, again, sort of elevate the runner's experience kind of across the board. I also think that, you know, uh, running is suitably healthy in so many ways because of the way, you know, the consumer population has kind of moved and shifted. Millennials, 
you know, people my age even um, are so health and fitness conscious today that, you know, it is absolutely top of mind, right? So what's the easiest thing to do? Put on a pair of running shoes and go run. You know, that is able or has enabled the running category to kind of, you know, work its way through these ups and downs of recession and economic booms and busts. Keep it, you know, really um, strong. It's the largest category. I, I expect it to continue to be the largest category strictly because of that or, you know, um, as a result of that, I should say. And, you know, for us, we need to continue to kind of fuel that by bringing innovation and freshness to the game. You've seen it as people have moved, you know, from running a 10K to a half marathon to a marathon. Well, now they're looking for other experiences and they're doing you know, tough mutters or running a triathlon or competing in a triathlon, I should say, um, and also doing social type activities around running, which has obviously been a huge boom to our business. Diva dashes, color runs, all kinds of fun things around that. And I expect that that's, you know, going to continue as running continues to evolve. Okay, well, thank you uh, for your insights today, Richie. You've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media, and this is Bob McGee.